Lord, isn't it? We thank God for the blessed privilege of being able to gather as His children to worship in spirit and truth. You know, as I, I sit up here and I, I watch these young people, I think they were 24 young people up here today. Man, I'll tell you what, that is a blessing. We look, I, I'm, I'm saying that because this is our homecoming day and, and Brother uh, Brother Matt last night brought a message that I pray will resonate in our hearts. A place to come home to or a church to come home to. That's what, I believe that's what's so special about this church. It's a place where people can come home. It's a place of joy, a place of comfort. A place where we can depend upon each other for, number one, moral support, brotherly and sisterly Christian support, but it's a place where God's Word has come forth. You know today that what you're going to receive is going to be from the very Word of God. What we've already received has been a great lesson upon the Word of God that teaches us the importance of Christianity and the importance of not just, and I'm not uh, demeaning the word in any way, but you know, religion is, is one of those things that uh, this world's full of religion. And there's all kinds of religion. But I'll, I'll tell you today what, what really brings home the message that Brother Step brought last night was a place to a place to be, and, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but a place to be comfortable in. You know, a lot of times you hear preachers say, you know, well, that's not something you want in the house of God is people to be comfortable. I don't necessarily believe that. I know things that sometimes the word brings forth is uncomfortable. Sometimes it's not very pleasant, but that is God's Word. I mean, God did not uh, mix any messages. Uh, he spoke the truth through His Word, and He expects us to take it and, and live by it. But home is a place where, a place of support. And I think it's one of the greatest things that we have here is a, is a home that is a place of support. Today, as I, I think about our homecoming meeting, what a, what a great honor it's been over the last 18 years to be a part of this homecoming day. It's a day when we reflect upon maybe some past memories of saints who've gone on. It's a day when we reflect upon the light of the Lord Jesus Christ as He came into our hearts. And in all this, I stand today as a, as a blessed man for having a place to call home, a spiritual place. And folks, whether you realize it or not, you're a blessed people. Blessed to be in such a place. Blessed to be among the people of God who love one another. 
Folks, I'll tell you what, there's nothing like homecomings. But I want us to realize the joys that come in a setting such as we have here today. A people of God who are focused upon pleasing our Heavenly Father. Brother Scott Coffey the other night brought a message that I, that I, you know, I'll be honest with you, it just really, really moved upon me. Some of the things that were said and, and I went home and there was a, a phrase that kept coming back to me and I've probably preached on this before, but this phrase of the darkness, the darkness that life can bring us. The darkness that happens in times of difficulty, times of heartache, times of hardship. It's a, it's a, it's a dark time in our lives. You've heard that said many times. But the Bible says in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 8 that there comes a time when the darkness passes. You know when the darkness is gone? When the light comes in. There's one thing, my friend, that darkness cannot obstruct and darkness cannot conquer. And that is light. Wherever you're at in this world, you go to, as we have seen many times before, we have used this illustration as you know, maybe you go down to uh, mammoth caves and you go down into the deep, deep depths of the earth. Or even out here to Carter Caves and, and you take one of those uh, tours and you get out into the very, the very heart of that cave and all of a sudden they want to play a trick. They want to turn out the light. <laughs> you really see what darkness is. I mean, you really Feel the darkness. And all it takes though, all it takes to dispel the darkness is one beam of light. And all that darkness dissipates. You see where the light is, darkness cannot stay. And that is one of the greatest things that you'll ever get a hold of. And I pray that you will do so even this very day and praying that God will use His Word to maybe open your eyes to bring you out of that time of darkness because darkness is upon all fallen sinners. The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Then that's every last person that has been born into this world from the time of Adam and Eve. The Bible says that we're born into this. And this darkness is something that is a total ruination of humanity. As a matter of fact, that darkness is what causes us to sin. And that cause of sin is, is not something that... Uh, you can come to a plateau and all of a sudden that's all the sin and you're going to do. No, the Bible says we're totally depraved and we're going to continue to sin and our sins are going to increase as the days go by. 
But I'm going to read this to you again, and I want you to take note of what it says in 1 John in chapter 2 and verse 8. And while you're turning there, we do want to welcome our radio audience. This is Brother John Lybrook, pastor of the Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church at Old Town. That's just a side of Greenup County, out of Carter County. You can get to us by taking Route 1 or Route 7. We have a sign on either end of Laurel Road giving you directions to the meeting house of God's people known as Emmanuel. And we're thankful that you've taken time today to tune in to WGOH to hear a portion of God's Word. And I'm thankful today for that, and I pray God will just touch your hearts. As we're dealing with this one verse of Scripture in particular, we'll, we'll scan the Bible today and we will bring about what the problem is. And then at the end, we'll see a reference that brings about the annihilation of darkness. But the Bible says here in verse 8 again, The new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past, and the true light now shineth. I want to bring a message tonight, when the dark, or today, when the darkness passes. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, as we bow in your presence once again this day, we do so with thankful hearts. We thank you, dear God, that you have saved our souls and brought us up out of that miry pit, that dark, dark space. Lord, I pray that you will open the eyes of the blind that's in here today. For truly they have not seen the light yet, and I pray, dear God, that this might be the very hour that your light illuminates the world, brings them out of the place of darkness and places them on a firm foundation that Brother Jim spoke of this morning even. Lord, I pray that you will open the eyes of the blind, you will unstop the ears of the deaf. Lord, you would bring to life that dead sinner, that one who is without life and void of anything that is pleasing unto you. Father, I pray that you'll bring them forth and call them. Lord, help them today to see what thy word declares that today's a day. We're not promised tomorrow. Lord, I pray, bless this day. We thank you already for blessing uh, uh, this past week, Lord. What a great week it was. And I pray that you will finish us up today with another great, uh, great time. And, being around thy word. We pray for Brother Underwood after a while, Lord, that you would bless him and give him freedom of speech and power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit like he's never had. And Lord, bless your people. Father, we pray that you might save souls today in this house. Lord, the many that are here, Lord, all hearts are known unto thee. Father, I pray that you'll reach down and you'll touch the individuals. Bless our day, and Lord, we'll praise you. Forgive us our sin, in Jesus Christ's name, and amen. Emmanuel, to our visiting friends and our radio audience, this world, this life, our very lives oftentimes are filled with darkness. You stop and you consider the world and its agenda today, 
filled and filled even to the spilling over into all societies. It's full and evil darkness. Sin abounds on every turn. Sin erupts into some of the darkest moments of our existence. And to know that as time advances forward, according to God's Word, it's only going to get worse in these last days in which we live. We are witnesses to this, folks. We're witnesses to the very fact of total depravity of mankind. And total depravity simply states that man is not sinned to a plateau, but yet it's going to continue to grow worse and worse. That's how deep the sin plague goes in mankind. Many will say, well, there's a a spark of goodness in all people, but the Bible says there's none good. No, not one. The Bible says we're all under sin because of the fall of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Sin is passed upon all men, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Lost sinners are plunged into the darkness because of the fall of man in the Garden of Eden. You as an unsaved person are a a child of darkness and need desperately the light of Jesus Christ in your lives. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians in chapter 2 that before salvation we are children of wrath. We are children of the dark side with the dark master looming over us. You see how powerful the darkness really is. Folks, I want you to know today that darkness is powerful, but greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is the light of Jesus than all darkness of the world comprehended. You desperately need the light of Jesus Christ today. This light... The light will cause the darkness to flee. It will cause the endless dread of darkness to pass. And I wrote this down as I walked into the house yesterday and drew out a small outline. Oh, may God grant today, this homecoming day, that all your darkness flees. You say, well, how does, the, how does this darkness come to be in the beginning? How is it that we're all infected with this so-called darkness that you claim? Well, folks, the Bible's very plain about it. And as a matter of fact, It tells us very plainly about the darkness of sin and how it originated. And I spoke here a few weeks ago about the origination of sin and how it began with Lucifer. It began in the Garden of Eden with that one who wanted to place himself above God. Who manipulated the creation of God. 
to sin against the holy God of heaven. And therefore sin is passed upon all men as it came from the loins of Adam and Eve. You see today, heritage is important, isn't it? We think about heritage, we think about lineage. We know that each and every one of us, I mean, if you want to get real technical about it, biblically, we're all brothers and sisters. We all come from Adam and Eve. And folks, I want you to know that because of that, we're all, we have all been indebted with this darkness. Darkness has passed upon every man. Now I know today that that mankind does not wish to hear that. Mankind does not want to know or to be told that they're sinners. Now folks, that's exactly what all of us are. You know the difference between me and you? It could be only that I'm a saved sinner and you're a lost sinner. I'm a sinner saved by grace. And I've been brought out of the darkness of the recesses of, of the very pits of the devil and placed upon the solid foundation where the light is. So I want you to notice first of all with me today, the darkness covers all of the lost. In Romans chapter 3, if you'll go back for just a moment, I have several scriptures I want you to look at today. Now I want you to consider this in Romans 3 and 9. In the latter part of that, in the very last stanza of that verse, this verse of scripture says that they are all under sin. And that means all humanity. Everyone who's ever been born have been born unto sin. I ask you today, especially you young adults, maybe you young families, do you have to teach your children to do wrong? Do you have to teach your children to stretch the truth from time to time? No, you don't have to do anything like that, do you? You know why? Because those are things that are naturally instilled in their souls. Because of the first fall of Adam and Eve. In Romans chapter 11 and verse 32 here the Bible says this. Now listen to this. For God hath concluded them all in unbelief. God hath concluded that they're all in unbelief. Isaiah said, Lord, who hath believed our report? To a lost and dying world, the Bible teaches us that they think that our gospel is foolishness. To a lost and dying world, they think that, that our way of living, you know, coming to church and worshiping God is, is a foolish act. It's, a, it's an act of, uh, what is it that many people say? It's illusions, but it's not. You see that when you've come out of the darkness and into the light, you cannot help but praise God. Amen. You cannot help but 
Worship the one who brought you up out of that miry clay. You cannot help but worship that one who made you alive when you were dead in trespasses and sins. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1 says, In you hath he quickened who were what? Dead in trespasses and sins. What does that word quickened mean? That means to be made alive. It, God done that for you if you're saved by the grace of God today. He made you alive. I've often used this illustration, and you know, if you're having a funeral, and maybe you have a, a body up front of the church house, and you walk up and you start talking to that body, you start asking that body to get up and go. Listen, that body's not going to get up and go. Matter of fact, it ain't even going to hear you. You know why? Because that soul has departed that body. That one thing that kept that body moving is gone. That body is dead. Just like us before salvation were spiritually dead and, and unable to come to the God of heaven. It's when He quickens us. Makes us aware of who we are and where we are. We're in the darkness, folks. I want you to know that's where you're standing right now. Whether you realize it or not, you're in darkness if you're without the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. You are in darkness because we're born into that. Born into that spiritually. Spiritually dead. That's how we're born. Without any, any ability to, to do anything. Until that time when God quickens us and makes us alive. Galatians in chapter 3. The Bible says here in verse 22. Think about this now. In verse 22 the Bible says, But the scripture hath concluded all under sin. Now folks, I, I want you to know that regardless of what your feelings are right now, God's Word is, is true. Regardless of what you're thinking right now, God's Word is telling you the truth. We are born in sin. What was it that the psalmist told us back in the book of Psalms? And I want you to think about this in Psalm 51. As, as David, as, as you think about what's being said here in this Psalm of David. In verse 5, David makes this acknowledgement. This is the one thing that every lost sinner has to come to before they're ever going to be saved. I'm a sinner and I need salvation. The Bible says in verse 5, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Think about that. Yesterday, they had the baby shower for Sister Ashley and, and I happened to be there and I was having to help Debbie put the cake together and 
I thought, well, well, since I'm going to be there, I'm going to bring my Bible. And I'm going to say a word or two. And I did. But the Bible speaks about the fact that our substance is made known even to God. The very, the very moment that we began life at conception, God knows all about us. That's how special you are as a person. God knows all about you. He knows your members before they're ever formed, He says. You look at these little children. You look at these babies. You look at these these young children that are up here singing the praises of God. Listen, I want you to know those are special children. They're special. They're in the house of God and they're in a place where they can hear about the true light because one day they're going to realize they're in darkness. When will that day come? I don't know. There's absolutely no set time on that, of course. It's a time of the knowledge of your own sin. God reveals that unto you at whatever age it is. For some, it's young as seven. Some, it's as old as as 95. Maybe even older for those who, whoever it is that the Lord awakens and shows them that they're a sinner. Listen, those are the ones that were in darkness. All the way up until that time. Darkness. This world in which we are born into is truly a world of darkness. But as I said and I think about what Psalm 58 says, I read this this morning, Do you indeed speak righteousness, O congregation? Do you judge uprightly, O you sons of men? Yea, in heart ye work wickedness, you weigh the violence of your hands in the earth. The wicked are estranged from the wombs, They go astray as soon as they be born, speaking lies. I I mean, this is what God's Word says about us as humanity. Us as a being. We come forth speaking lies. You know, today as we, we celebrate Father's Day, and I will wish all of our fathers a happy Father's Day today. I didn't do that this morning, except for those that were coming in the door. But I wish you a happy Father's Day. I hope you, I, I, I pray that it's the greatest Father's Day you will ever know. I'm praying that salvation will come to this house today. I'm praying for our fathers. I'm praying that God will save each and every one of our fathers, our dads who are who are bringing up children today. I, and I, I want you to know today is. Today's a, it's a fine day. You're in a place where there's going to be light exposed. You're in a right place where light can be, where light can be seen. And I'm praying today that God opens the eyes of each and every one of us. In Psalm 58 again, he says in verse 3, 
The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they be born, speaking lies. Their poison is like the poison of a serpent. They are like the deaf adder that stoppeth her ear. You say, man, that's some pretty strong speech. It's a pretty dark saying, isn't it? But that's what we are because of sin. Now, secondly, I want you to think about this. I want you to notice with me that the darkness spreads through every fiber of mankind. I spoke just a while ago about the fact that the, there are many that say there's a spark of goodness in everybody that all you got to do is fan it just hard enough and it'll, it'll go into a flame. But the Bible says there is none good, no, not one. There is none righteous, there is none that seeketh after God. They're all become unprofitable and the deceit of sin is in their mouth. Folks, I want you to know something today. God says we're sinful through and through. That's a darkness that we have to uh, uh, come to reckon with today. Our darkness, our sin. The Bible says every Every part of us, every fiber of us, every part of our being is, is filled with sin. That's a reason why that our minds think the way they do. Because our brains, our minds have been infected with sin. Total depravity goes deep, folks. It goes so deep it begins to blossom out. And keeps expanding and keeps getting worse and worse and worse as the days go. Brother Jim mentioned this morning how that, you know, you wonder how this world has come to the place she's in and, and in the shape she's in. How is it that this came about? Did God do all this? Yeah, that's the first, that's the first one that people want to blame. They want to blame God. Did God do all this? Did, but, but the Bible says that God does not tempt man with sin. God didn't do this, did He? You know who done this? Lucifer and mankind. I don't even like to use the word Lucifer. I think it sounds too, too masculine and and too, too bright. I, I would use the word Satan. That old snake. Folks, I want you to know today that because of that sin that was allowed to come to pass, listen, you understand this, that sin has infiltrated every part of our being. You know, that's a reason why today that human, humankind has all these sicknesses. The reason why today that we have bad hearts, bad lungs, and we've got uh, kidney problems, we've got sugar diabetes, we've got all kinds of other things, maybe cancer's going on. You know why that's there? Because of sin. Because sin infiltrated our souls and our bodies. Total depravity is coming to play.
There is no spark of goodness in man. Regardless of what the Armenian would have you to know. Man is filled with sin and there's no goodness in us whatsoever. Even those of us who are saved by the grace of God have to fight sin every day. Folks, let us be sure that we fight the darkness around us. Let us be sure that we use the light of the Lord to conquer the darkness that infiltrates us from time to time. Romans chapter 3 shows us a little bit about humanity and total depravity of man. That total depravity simply says that we're all sinners and there's no good in us whatsoever. Verse 9 in, in the latter part of that again says that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They're all gone out of the way. They're all together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Because sin, the darkness has gone. It's permeated our whole soul and body. Their throat is an open sepulcher with their tongues. They have used deceit and the poison of aspas under their lips. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in all their ways. And the way of peace they have not known. Why? Because there is no fear of God before their eyes. Today I, I, I struggle Sometimes I struggle in my preaching because there's no fear of God no more. When I struggle when people laugh at the gospel, when people laugh and jeer at the, at the gospel preacher, I struggle at that because there's no fear of God anymore. Why? Because sin has completely overtaken the soul and mind and body. It's infiltrated. That's called darkness. You're in the darkness so deep that you can almost feel it. That's the way it is in the bottom of one of those caves, at Mammoth Caves, when they turn the lights out. When you're way down there in that big cavern where they have uh, uh, the cafeteria, when they cut the light out there, buddy, you can almost feel it. It's so thick. I mean, there is nothing, it is void of, of anything. And they'll, they'll strike a match and show you how that light can dispel all that darkness in that room. That's amazing to me. But that's just like God. God can dispel all of your darkness. God can eradicate all the darkness that is in you because greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. In other words, greater is the light than the darkness. Greater is the light. A 
Our minds are profoundly affected by the sin that we are. In 2 Timothy 3.13, the Bible says here, Second Timothy 3 and 13, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. This world today is full of deceivers, isn't it? This world today is full of deceivers who are teaching all kinds of ways to heaven when the Bible says there's only one way to heaven it's through Jesus Christ and Him crucified. There's no other way. As a matter of fact, there's no other name given under heaven whereby men must be saved. The name Jesus Christ. Folks, I want you to know the reason why that is because He is the only light. He is the only light that will bring a, a dispelling of all the darkness that is around you and in you. Our hearts... Being the very deepest part of us, our emotions, our being, our souls is filled with discord. Why? Because we're born in sin. Jeremiah, Brother Jim read this this morning. Jeremiah chapter 17. Again, we'll read it again. The Bible says here in verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Verse 10 says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even the very spirit and soul of mankind. He says, I've tried them. Even to give every man according to his ways. And according to the fruit of his doings. You see, man, preacher, that's an awful dark message for a homecoming day. It's a dark side out there. Sin is dark. And the sin that's in us is full of darkness. But praise be unto God, there's a way to eliminate the darkness. Amen. There's a way to to have that darkness to be eradicated from you as an individual. This darkness can be conquered. In 1 John, we go back to our text in chapter 2 and verse 8. The Bible says, Because the darkness is past, and the true light now shineth. You remember when that happened to you, saved individual? When all of a sudden you are taken out of that dark place and placed in the light. John chapter 3. Again, one of, my, one of my go-to scriptures and I love it. Because it talks about the truth of salvation. But in John chapter 3 beginning at verse 19. The Bible says this now. Listen to this. This is the reason why condemnation is passed upon all men. This is the reason why today that if you're lost and undone, you stand before God condemned. 
This is the condemnation, the Bible says, that light is come into the world, Jesus Christ, and men love darkness, their sin, rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. Folks, uh, we have to come to the conclusion that each and every one of us have been born into sin and we do have, a, we do have that problem of sin in our lives and you have to know that. We look in society today and we see it bubbling over. Matter of fact, it's, it's like that cup and that saucer deal. The cup is plumb full. The dregs of sin is plumb full and it's running over into the cup saucer. And now it's getting so bad in these latter days it's a spilling out of the saucer and into all that it that comes into contact with. John chapter 1 verse 1 through 5 the Bible says in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. You see there's where dispelling of darkness begins to take place. And the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. You know, the, you know what that means? And just like I said a while ago, when that light shined in that dark cave and that, that utter darkness, the darkness that was so thick you could almost feel it, the very moment that light flickered in that old deep dark cave, all the darkness eluded that room. There was no more darkness. You could see everything. You see, that's what Christ does for us in our salvation. When Jesus Christ comes into our heart, all the darkness dispels. We no longer have a desire to sin. Sin we will, but we don't have a desire to do so. The Bible says we have an advocate with the Father we can go to. We can ask that forgiveness. That way we can have our fellowship restored. Now our penal our penal judgment is taken care of at the cross and, and when God looks at us, He sees the blood of His Son, the light of Jesus and that's all He sees. He no longer sees that darkness that's back there because the light outshines. You see what I'm saying? Our darkness is conquered by the light of Jesus. And if you're ever to be saved by the grace of God, your darkness will be illuminated. And you will shine forth. Now in, first John, in John chapter 1 verse 11, the Bible says He came unto His own, but His own received Him not. You know why? Because they were in darkness. They couldn't even see Him. They didn't even recognize Him. Verse 12 says, But as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name, 
which were born not of the blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Folks, I want you to know something today. We can come in from the darkness. If right now you're in a state of darkness because of sin, because you have never come to the Lord Jesus Christ, because you have never been revealed by the light, you need to come to Him today. The Bible says in John chapter 8 and verse 12, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He's the light to humanity. To all humanity who has fallen in darkness, He is the light. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. So yes, as I said today, and I think about the scripture that Brother Scott bring forth Thursday night, or Friday night, I'm sorry. And as he was passing over that scripture, and spoke about the fact that the darkness is past. Man, that just that made me feel something. I felt joy. That because I'm saved by the grace of God, all the darkness dispelled. That does not mean that I don't sin, as I said a while ago. I'm not perfect. You're saved by the grace of God. You're not perfect either. We are sinners, but saved by grace. But we don't have a desire to allow sin dominate us. You see what I'm saying? Why is that? Because the darkness is past. Now, the Bible teaches us about hell. It's a place of utter darkness. It's a place that comes at the passing of one who has left this life without the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that place of darkness awaits them. I want you today to think about that. How close have you been to death at times? Whether you realize it or not, every day that you go up and down these roads, you're within inches of death every day. Nobody thinks about it, do they? One false move, one mechanical breakdown, something happening in the steering end of, a, of, a, of your car or a passing car, and, and all of a sudden they're forced into you head on. And you didn't see that thing coming, did you? That's the way death is. Death is something that's coming to all of us. Death is an appointed thing. And it's appointed unto all men once to die. But after this, the judgment, I ask you this, how will that fare thee? If you leave this life today, right now, the way you are right now, sitting in this church house, 
If you was to leave right now, where would you spend eternity? Where would you wind up after the judgment? Has the darkness invaded you so deeply that you never did trust the Lord as your Savior? Or has the light come unto thee and brought thee to safety? In John chapter 12, the Bible reads in verse 35, Then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while the light is with you. My friend today, if you're here and you're lost, you don't know the Lord's your Savior, you're in darkness, but I want you to know that right now the light is here. Right now in this day of grace, this day of dispensation of grace in which we are in, the light is here. The light is here right now. What does Romans chapter 10 and what is it, verse 8 or 9 say? That is nigh thee, even in thy ear and in thy heart. What is that? The word of truth which we preach. The word of hope. The light of Jesus. The light is nigh thee even now. So yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while you have the light, lest your darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whether he goeth. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may be the children of light. Folks, it's some of the greatest words that Jesus Christ spoke to lost sinners. Believe in the light. That the darkness overtake you not. This is where your darkness meets in conquering foe. When darkness is introduced to the light, it flees. First John 3 and 8 again. Because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ today? Listen, do you feel within your very breast the very, the very need of salvation, the need to leave the darkness and come unto the light? You know what? You know, do you understand what that really means? If there is something like that going on in your breast right now, if the Lord has dealt with you in such a way that you want to leave that darkness and come to the light, that's a Holy Spirit that's the Holy Spirit's work. The Holy Spirit, maybe right now the Holy Spirit's speaking to your heart. Maybe you've been waiting on some great fireworks show to go off in your, in your mind and you've been waiting for something like that to happen. Listen, the Bible simply says, come unto me. Come unto me. You come to me and I'll give you rest. You know why? Because you've come out of the darkness. You, can you imagine? The Bible speaks about hell as being a place of utter darkness. Can you imagine the darkness that is in hell? I don't know if you've ever been involved in an in a, in a engulfed house with fire. I remember one time when I was, when I was younger, 
me and my brother come up on a house fire. And as he went to call the fire department, I went into the house and I was beating on the doors and windows trying to holler because there's cars there, but I couldn't tell if there's anybody in the house. And I remember I kicked the door in. You can't see nothing in there. You get down on your knees, you begin to crawl, and I was crawling through the house and things were beginning to blow up, you know, those, those uh, uh, firearms and stuff, the, you know, the shells and casings. I mean, there was stuff going off everywhere. And I remember that propane tank sitting right, right, right at the edge of the house. And I thought, oh my, I better get out of here. And I screamed and I hollered, trying to find somebody. And all I could see was utter darkness. It was black. It was the blackest thing I've ever, ever seen. And I was only a few feet away from the door. I probably wasn't, I probably wasn't 12 feet from the door. And it was utter darkness. That's what hell's going to be like. A place of torment, a place of flames, a place of utter darkness and outer darkness. But we can be saved from all of that by trusting Jesus Christ as our Savior. Today, if the Lord has spoke to your heart and you've been, and you've been contemplating this thing called salvation, I implore you today, listen, don't wait any longer. You're in the day of grace right now. You're in the day where the light is here. The light is in this house today. Receive Him. Do like John 1 and 12 says, But as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God. You say, I can't do it. You wait on the Lord. The Lord said, I'll give you power to do it. Come unto me, He says. Trust me today. Jesus Christ went to the cross and He died and He paid His sin, paid your sin debt. He was buried and rose again the third day that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And now He's saying, come unto me. I'll give you rest. It's just that simple, folks. You say, well, that don't sound right. It's just that simple. Well, it is just, just like that. It's hard for us to comprehend because how many of us would lay our life down for a stranger? But that's what Jesus Christ done for us. Would you not today come to Him? Trust the Lord Jesus Christ. Repent of your sins and say, I'm coming to Jesus. If I die and go to hell, I'm going to go there trusting Jesus. I guarantee it, you'll be saved by the grace of God. You know, that's what my dad said when the Lord saved him. My dad was a, a Sunday school teacher and was looking to be a deacon when the Lord actually saved him. He was a member of a church. He talked to his pastor about it, and his pastor said, Oh, you're all right. You're just feeling a little, a little guilt of some sort. Patted him on the back and let him go his way. A year or two later, Dad said, Uh-uh, I'm not saved. And he trusted the Lord as he saved him. He said, If I die and go to hell, I'm going to go there trusting Jesus. That's when the Lord saved him. Folks, that's how real salvation can be to you today. The light is here. Trust Him. Come unto Him. The darkness will be past.